Yes, ladies and gentlemen, you have tuned in to Inspirational Decency, the final episode. Oh, what a thrill and a chill awaits you. Well, not a chill. Not really a thrill either. But oh, what a tingling sensation you will feel in your earlobes as the final set of audio emissions from yours truly infiltrates your systems. Oh, this is a sad occasion indeed for me. Oh, looking back on the 40 years I've been here at CFRC uh, leaves me feeling decidedly wistful. Ah, who can forget the time that I got into that fake fight with Patty LaBelle that ended up becoming an actual fight with Patty LaBelle that ended up with her bodyguard shooting me in the arm at the opening of an Arby's. By the way, last week uh, Patty LaBelle's bodyguard had the nerve to try to friend me on Facebook. I mean, give me a break. I mean, I confirmed his friend request and everything, but... Oh man, the passive-aggressive comments he is going to get on the YouTube videos he posts on his wall. Ooh, brother. He is going to be in a world of pain. Or slight annoyance. In the grand scheme of things, aren't they one and the same? In any case, what a... What a shimmering memory that was for the show and of course there was my impassioned on-air love letter to Naomi Klein that resulted in one of the sultriest and erotic cease and desist letters I've ever received from anyone's attorneys oh boy read between the lines on that thing and the tension becomes almost unbearable. But rather. 
And then, of course, there was the time that uh, Pierre Burton guest hosted for that one month from September to October of 1980 and almost got my show kicked off the air because of no fewer than three rather obscene interviews he conducted with Larry Flint. Oh, that rapscallion. I still haven't spoken to him. I attended the June 12th Canadian Broadcasters Celebrity Mixer Softball Tournament and Marijuana Cheesecake Bake Off. And I gave him the frostiest of shoulders. And he's looking over at Peter Zosky, and he's like, what did I do? And Peter Zosky's like, I'm not Peter Zosky. Peter Zosky is dead. I'm Rex Murphy. And, uh, oh, what a time was had. Peter Mansbridge trying to get a laugh out of everyone by walking around with his pants around his ankles. At least they think that was a joke. I don't want to think about that anymore. In any case, what a fun event. But that's that's not what I started out talking about. I started out talking about the several fond memories engendered by this program that have now come to an end. What to do? Where do I go from here? Well, I'm, of course, exiting the fine city of Kingston. A city that has nurtured my creativity and provided a bib for my spirit, which is messy and tends to get more on its chest than in its mouth. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, the clumsiness. Simply disgusting. (sighs) Where do I go from here? Well, I'm moving to a a strange city uh, filled with a mixture of hope and optimism and fear and confusion but also a strange sense of cramping in my abdomen. I, th- I don't know if that's the cramp of the spirit as Robert Burns once wrote about oh so eloquently in his 1862 poetry collection verses about the groin In any case, I am growing older. My opportunities for drastic life changes or improvements slowly dwindling. And so, this is something I feel I must do. And so, it is with a heavy yet gracious heart that I thank the following people for all that they have done for me all these past 60 years on the air. 
Greg Luganis, Canadian Poet Laureate Paul Language, The Jersey Boys, eight out of the 28 members of the Arcade Fire, Bran Murray, the Anne Murray impersonator who changes all the lyrics in Anne Murray songs to reflect an interest in Bran, the singing career of Joe Pesci, the rapping career of Brian Austin Green, everyone down at the Perm Bank, that salon on Bath Road that specializes in perms, everyone at Sperm City, uh, whose business I've never been able to figure out. Of course, I'd like to thank the Fuck Monster for the four instances in which he's bailed me out of Navy prison. My therapist, Dr. Elena Platts, who taught me that giving up is not an end, but rather the beginning of a new conclusion. Elena, your cheese is in the post. In any case, thanks again to all I have mentioned and to anyone who feels they have been unfairly left off this list. Please keep in mind that uh, it's not that I have forgotten you or that you are not dear to me. It's just that my overwhelming self-centeredness makes it rather unrealistic to expect me to remember your name or how long I've known you or the time that you pushed me out of the way of that oncoming handsome cab. Like, oof. Sorry. In any case, after this brief interlude, we'll continue with the 28th annual Darren's Final Show Spectacular brought to you by Excedrin, taking headaches into an abandoned field and showing them no mercy since 1952. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back at this blowout goodbye extravaganza. And a number of special guests have flooded the studio here to my left, we have the immortal Stephen Eady. To my right, Mr. Shecky Green, who has already insulted my weight several times, which is an interesting artistic choice. I didn't know he was an, an insult comedian per se, but as oh, what what's that? I'm sorry, Shecky. Oh, you're you're not trying to be funny. Oh, you're just trying to hurt me. No, I can I can uh, respect that. As someone who once told Mahatma Gandhi that he was kind of full of himself. I can understand the need to bring down others at their greatest moment of triumph. And indeed that was his greatest moment of triumph. This was at the Nobel Prize Kids' Choice Awards. Uh, so, this was kind of his crowning achievement, and I 
really got under his skin. Take that. Pow. Ah, wow, so... The hors d'oeuvres are being served. Cheese, crackers, wine are a-flowing. Um, I had to chew out Robert Goulet uh, about four times already to keep his uh, giant flask of scotch away from the console. Uh, I think he got the hint. Oh, no, here he comes again. Oh, don't pour it onto... Oh, you are... Oh. Thank you. Yeah, thanks so much for deciding not to destroy all of the equipment here in the control room like you destroyed your career when you put out that uh, album of Cramps covers. Would have been fine if you hadn't tried to be so faithful to the originals. But you made a monkey out of yourself, sir. Anyway, Robert Goulet is now crying. Phyllis Diller is passed out on top of Don Rickles. But spirits are high in general, regardless. I have uh, had many well-wishers pouring their way into the studio tonight to wish me a happy send-off. And while that's going on, why don't I use this opportunity to list some more of my favorite episodes from the past 78 years I've been doing the show. Of course, there was the episode where Robert Frost discussed at length his poetic method and his favorite compositions while I tried in vain to get him to admit that he subscribed to Playboy. I probably came closest when he admitted that he knew who Clara Bow was, but that was really about as close as I got. For most of the interview, he would be reading, say, that poem he wrote about having to stop, I think, to go to the bathroom on his on the way to his grandma's house. I don't know. I don't know anything about poetry. I was really just doing a favor for his publicist who uh, dated my brother for a period of four months. And in any case, as he was babbling on and on about having to get somewhere but having to go to the bathroom at the same time, I think that was it. Again, don't quote me on that. That's just how I'm remembering it. I, as you might understand, tried to keep myself occupied by reading the latest X-Men issue. And he became enraged and accused me of being a Philistine. And a fistfight ensued, 
that resulted in him shouting as he wound a chair back over his head in preparation for striking it onto my head. Your cake is about to get frosted. It was a bad pun, but in that kind of situation, literary criticism is perhaps not all that relevant. Then, of course, there was my interview with Rich Little, in which he impersonated Noam Chomsky, and then there was my interview eight months later with Noam Chomsky, where he imitated Rich Little, imitating Johnny Carson. Uh, That all culminated in an interview I did two years later with Cornell West, where he imitated himself imitating Rich Little, imitating Noam Chomsky, as a cow. The layers in that performance were rather mind-boggling to contemplate, as was my 1968 interview with Abby Hoffman, in which he described my politics as being so radical that Two months after our interview, he joined the John Birch Society. That, of course, one of the many instances in which our show not only gave you the important headlines of the day, but actually created them, such as in 1990, when I interviewed Mikhail Gorbachev, and we discussed the finer points of Soviet political philosophy and were later joined by that guy from CNC Music Factory and we discussed what he referred to as the ethics of sweating Uh, intentionality uh, frequency Uh, of course there's the proclamation gonna make you sweat which states a clear premeditation towards inducing sweat in others, and which is perhaps more sympathetic in the context of a court of law than making someone sweat accidentally, like chasing after them because you thought they stole your purse, and it turned out they were just a random jogger. So... Certainly an episode that really brought that particular subject to the forefront of the global discussion of sweating and its malcontents. Uh, in any case, I've had a lot of fun doing some reminiscing here, and we're going to take another little break right now. Uh, Robert Goulet... Uh, is now challenging any and all attendees of our party here at the station to what he calls a toe fight, which you would think would be fighting with your toes, kind of like arm wrestling. But according to the diagrams, he's 
drawing in chalk on his own face. And that doesn't seem to be the case at all. Any case, and anyway, I'll I'll give you the update on that when we come back. And so, now that this show has reached its dying moments, its last remaining gasps of air, time, sorry, I would like to invite a very special member of our family to give it its last rites. Ladies and gentlemen, the incompetent auctioneer. Thank you. Hey, people are crying. Gnashing their teeth. They're hey, crying on each other's shoulders. Hey, show's almost over. Hey, started out strong the first couple months, and now it's not that great. Really went downhill after a while. Hey, I kind of stopped listening after the first three months, to be honest. Hey. Stop subscribing to his podcast two months ago. Hey, I'm sure they'll get a bit of show on after a while. Hey, <clears throat> well, thank, thank you very much, incompetent auctioneer. Eh? You really are bad at this. You know that, right? In any case, we have got mere seconds left. So, I guess in in the final ten seconds or so of this show, I'd like to leave you with this thought. Making your way through life is incredibly easy if you have the following set of bear traps. Oh, I'm sorry. We're out of time. Goodbye forever. <laughs>